And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Donna Dort. Donna Dort. Donna Dort. This is Lee Dort and I'm Donna Dunk. This is Lee Dort and I'm Donna Dort. I'm Josh Giddy and I'm down to dunk. Hey, this is Kenny Hustle, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Poku, and I'm down to dunk. I love cereal. Captain Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cracklin' Oat Brand. Oh, I can have these? I'm going to share with my team, but I'm a hog most. Of down to dunk. You can find us on The Athletic and anywhere else you subscribe to your podcast. Go to theathletic.com backslash down to dunk and get The Athletic for $1 a month for six months. I am joined this morning by Andrew. But I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Woo! Slam through. Taylor. It's the finals countdown. The finals countdown. Um, f- funny story about that song. My aunt forever thought the song said, "There's a fire downtown." And <laughs> Jay, it's Jay. That was really good. It's a fire <laughs> down. down, down, down. <laughs> that was so bad. Made it really bad. I know that's really, what made really it good. bad. Beautiful. That's what made it good. So the Celtics win game one last night. Mm. A twelve point victory. It was in, it was an insane performance. After the third quarter, I thought, okay, this is just going to yeah be a Warriors dominant win. Great. It, it was a twelve point game, and I. Would, Went and jumped in the shower and was like, I'll get ready for bed. And came back out and it was, I think, a two-point game. The Warriors were up still. And then I was like, oh, I guess I'll finish watching this. And then it was just an insane fourth quarter for the Celtics. And it was like Peyton Pritchard and all sorts of, I mean, it, Marcus Smart played like he played three, three minutes, minutes in the fourth. Run. Yeah, And Al Horford, who was unreal, yeah. only played like six minutes in the fourth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I... I mean, I, I've kind of been a Celtics fan for this entire playoff run, but I I had this epiphany was a, while I was driving over here. I was listening to Brian Winhorst and Perk, which is just amazing to listen to Perk still be like a trusted voice in the NBA. I love it, and also I'm <laughs> shocked by it. So, But listening to it, and just for me, and, and you all may disagree with this, and it's totally – and it could just be a one-off season for them, but I do feel like the way that the Celtics team – has been put together is probably the next iterate. And I know they may still lose this series. Like I completely concede that reality, but Mm -hmm. I think that the way they have put their team together for this era of the NBA is what you really want to try to be in this time of basketball, right? Like, so you have Robert Williams, who is a really like a great low, like the center you kind of want for this team or mm-hmm. this season of basketball because you can and part of that may be ego part of that may be his position but it, he's not dependent on everything but he can cover so much of the floor and and by not dependent meaning he can sit for large chunks of the game and it not be some sort of devastate like yeah you couldn't sit Gobert the way that you do him you no know? right you have Al Horford who's this kind of 
floor stretching, can defend multiple positions. And then obviously you have incredible wing defenders. You have Marcus Smart, like, and then you have a bench that can shoot. And Grant Williams, they have so many utility guys that can guard one through five. Uh, I don't know. I just watched the way they've put themselves themselves together, which I know is a lot of Danny Ainge who drafted a bulk of this roster. Yeah. And then Brad Stevens making these moves in the last year. Really, it's been it's been one year since he took over as a GM. Mm-hmm. He added Al Horford, the Derek White trade, which uh, either addition by subtraction earlier on the season, just getting rid of Schroeder and Romeo Langford and whatever yeah. was beneficial for the season. But looking in the playoffs, Derek White has been unreal. Mm-hmm. Like last night, he was everything Andrew thought he was going to be mm-hmm. since the baby. when he came into the draft. Since the baby. Since the baby. The baby thing. So I don't know. I just really like the Celtics team. I, I do still think the Warriors. I mean, you it's know. the Warriors. It's until yeah. they literally you know, finish the game that they lose the series, I will think that they will have a chance to win the series. Does that oh, make yeah, sense? Total. Yes, absolutely. Watching that <clears throat> that game, one, it's a game of quarters. That's why you guys felt that way. It's true. Okay. First quarter, I thought, oh my God, Steph is on fire. Six of eight from three. Warriors but, are going to win this game. Yeah, but it was still... What, I was going to say, it, it was still like... It was close. That's it was what was still shocking. close. And then the second quarter, wow, this Celtics defense. It's a different thing. That is what's interesting about Marcus Smart not playing in the fourth quarter, too, was... He was playing really good defense the he whole was, game. He was awesome in yeah. that first half. He was probably the best player on the floor yeah. outside of He was staff. also making everything. He was. And the Celtics, they have, uh, they're have they kind of built the same way that older um, Warriors teams were. Not in the, not, I'm just talking about like body types and like length and height. And mm-hmm. They just have these guys that in their rotation that come in, and it's just... Always a six seven guy. It feels like yes, just always a six five to six seven guy on there that can do everything, play defense, and, and you have offense. the five eleven Peyton Pritchard coming in, just hitting threes, contested threes. He's probably the only one, the only weak link they have defensively. Yeah, and he's not that bad. Yeah, he's really not that bad. He's just short. Yeah, well, I wanted to talk through how the Celtics roster was built through the draft. Mm. and kind of go through the history of the Celtics roster real quick. So nine seasons ago, it started with the Marcus Smart draft. So they draft Marcus Smart at six with their own pick. And so I wanted to go through and like say like hit and miss in the draft. Okay. So hit on Marcus Smart at six. That was a good pick. There really weren't good players after that. And then they took James Young at 17. So a miss. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Bill Simmons. He, Bill Simmons. He fist pumped okay. at the draft. Yeah. Biha. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it was. Um, 2015, they drafted Terry Rozier at 16 with their own pick, and RJ Hunter at 28. So a hit and a miss. Yeah. Rozier's good. Yeah, Rozier's good. 2016. What did they? Rozier. They just did they let him go in free agency? They traded him. Was he part of the Gordon Hayward? Yes. Trade wasn't he? Which they ended up getting. Somebody else? No, no. The Hornets no. signed him in free agency. They yeah, signed they both signed him in free agency. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They let him go. Okay, yeah. Twenty sixteen, they had five picks in the top thirty-five. Oh lord! So if you're a Celtics fan, you're feeling pretty good. So they had the third pick in the draft, which was a Brooklyn Nets pick. Thanks, Bobby Marks. And they picked Jalen Brown. Hit, hit. And what then was he drafted. Third. Third. And then they proceed to draft Gershon Yabusele at 16. Hit. Ante Zizic at 23. Hit. Deontay Davis at 31. Oh, don't even know. And Rode Zagorak. I don't think that's how you say it, but that's how I said it. All of those guys <laughs> in the top 35. Hit. Five hits, baby. I know. Man, that's unbelievable batting <laughs> a thousand. <laughs> one of five in that one. Yeah. But you got the important one. They nailed the right pick. Yeah. 2017, Jason Tatum. They get the first pick in the draft. They trade back for additional draft capital. Get the guy they wanted in Jason Tatum. And then they take Shimei Ojale at 37. So a hit and a miss. Mm -hmm. Now we thought Shimei was going to be something. Yeah. 2018, Robert Williams at 27. That's a big time hit. God, I didn't realize it was all the way back in 2018 with him. Yeah. That's a while. 2019, they have two picks. They have a lottery pick, 
and they have a pick in the 20s. They end up trading their, one of their picks, ended up getting Grant Williams at 22, and drafted Romeo Langford at 14. Hit So a miss. hit and a miss. And then in 2020, they kind of have a similar situation where they have the 14th pick and the 26th pick. They draft Aaron Neesmith at 14 and Peyton Pritchard at 26. So in the draft overall... Where is Neesmith? He's on the team. Hall of Fame. But he stinks. Created the game. <laughs> oh, my bad. Invented yeah. time travel. Really <laughs> yeah. screwed some stuff up. Yeah. So, <laughs> so and, he wanted to be drafted in the game that he invented uh-huh. 70 years later. So in that way, he was Or 90 successful. or whatever. And he made a huge mistake of yeah, who he chose. Yeah, big mistake. Miss. <laughs> Miss. And in between that, they trade for Kyrie Irving and lose him for nothing. They get Gordon Hayward in free agency. He breaks his leg in the first game and never really does much for them. Lose him in free agency. They lose Al Horford, but end up getting him back later on after they got Kimba Walker back. They had all these just what felt like devastating losses. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of teams that could recover from just losing Kyrie Irving. Like Kyrie Irving just decided to leave. I mean, it would hurt so many franchises or a player of that caliber, and you just lose them. And you also you like continue to downgrade that spot where you get to old man Al Horford is what happens at like the very end. Mm-hmm. And the reason that it didn't matter is because you hit at the top of the draft. Like that's why it ended up not mattering because they hit on Marcus Smart in 2014, because they hit on Jalen Brown in 2016, and because they hit on Jason Tatum in 2017. It was those three picks. Then plus, you get these role players around them with Time Lord and Grant Williams and Peyton Pritchard. And suddenly, you have a contender, like a, a team that could win the championship because you nailed essentially three picks. Yeah. So, so you're telling, and yet started with a sixth pick. Started with the sixth pick. And that's, that's right. What we had last oh. year. That's exactly so right. So you're telling us in a roundabout way, we're about eight years to getting <laughs> to exactly the right. finals. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Huh. Huh. That Sucks. will be 2030. Yep. That's a big, uh, a big, uh, big year. My son will be 18 years old. Oh, Lord. Um, anyways... I just think that it's important to look back at like how did these teams actually get there? How did they what did they actually do? They missed eight times out of fifteen yeah. with their draft picks that were high. That's not even all of their picks. They had a lot of second round picks that they missed on too. But like all of their top I, I think the the lowest pick is thirty seven or the highest pick. I don't know how you say that. Low, high? It gets confusing with mm. the draft. The thirty seventh pick is the the last the pick. Lowest. The lowest pick. Yeah. Also yeah. the highest number. Highest number, lowest um, yeah. In this group, 37. So that's a, that's a lot of draft picks. That's 15 draft picks in the top 37 from 2014 to 2020. And they got and half of them to be hits, which he, is probably a pretty good hit he missed on He missed on more than he made. Yeah. And, he, and still. He just hit the right ones. And still you get there. So, you know, you could say the same about the Warriors, though, too. Steph, Clay, Dre, all drafted. Yeah, and they missed a lot. Yeah, in the in between, like a lot. Just for clarification, to back up a little bit, Terry Rozier was part of a signing trade to get Kimba Walker to the Celtics. Mm. Oh, okay, that's right. That's all. I was like, oh, Rozier, Hornets. Yeah, what are they Bobcats? Bobcats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the Hornets. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of. I, I don't remember enough of because the Warriors have been in this dynasty for it feels like. 12 years I don't remember any of the picks outside of those guys uh but you also look at even their recent history right they drafted Weissman with their best pick they're going to have in quite a while and it seems like that's going to be a bust but then they get Moses Moody you know then you have I don't know I I don't know what to they they drafted Jordan Poole yeah yeah and yeah in the late first round they drafted Jordan Poole and then Kuminga obviously last year as well yeah yeah. I mean, you go from, I mean, they, 2019 or 2009, they draft Steph Curry, which is obviously like the game changer. 2010, they had a lottery pick again. They had the sixth pick in the draft. You know who they drafted? 
Epe Udo. Oh, yeah. They drafted Epe Udo. From Edmond, Oklahoma. 2011 is Clay Thompson. 2012 at 35 is Draymond Green. They also drafted Festus Azili and Harrison Barnes in that same draft. And their 35th pick ended up being like their very best pick. 2015, they got Kevon Looney, which up until like the last three weeks, it looked like a really bad thing. And then suddenly <laughs> he's crazy? turned into he's like been in one and of out of that, of that role the whole he's, time. He's been incredible for like three weeks now. Yeah. And then they go on this run where they just don't get anybody until 2019. From 2016 until 2019, they just get nobody. We think some of these guys are good just because the team was so good. Right. But none Jordan of them Bell's are in, in the there. league. Like Pat McCaw, Damian Jones, Jordan Bell, Jacob Evans, uh, Eric Pascal, Alan Smilagich. Like Pascal. Remember that in that bad season? Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Pascal looks like someone that's in, he's he's in Utah now, right? Yeah, he's in Utah. Yeah. But I remember vividly when they drafted Jordan Bell. What was his like 30th pick or he was late? And yeah, he's 38. There are some guys who were just like, oh, the Warriors did it again. Yeah, Jordan I Bell. <laughs> I know. I can just see him running up the floor, and, and now he's out of the NBA. The Spurs get that same like treatment with all their draft picks. Too, I think though. that's fading. Yeah. Because people were like, even last year, who did they draft last year? Short guy from Alabama, maybe? I nope. can't remember. Highland? Nope. Bones Highland's in no, Denver. No. Uh, Primo. You're our draft yeah. guy, Josh Primo. 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 Anyway, people were like, oh, that's quite the reach. Maybe it'll work out. He's pretty good. He seems pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, and then 2019, he's, he's they nailed the Jordan Poole pick at 28. They take Nico Mannion, 2020. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, James Weissman at two. Yeah. And then Moody and Kaminga, who... Like just they don't they're not gonna play on in the finals. They're just not gonna play in the finals. They're you have to play the grown ups. And they were doing that last night. Yeah. And still, like I mean they may like the Kaminga and the Wiseman picks, I mean you we I had a, a guest on Slam and Jam last week and they were just like, Yeah, Jonathan Kaminga doesn't know how to play basketball. <laughs> you know, it's like the assessment of like who he is right now, which is very accurate. And you know, it still doesn't matter because you hit on three picks in, from t- 2009 to 2012. You so know, the good thing about Kaminga, and you look at Wiggins a little bit for this too, is there's not a lot of organizations that it, you have a long enough runway to develop in those areas that you need to develop and yeah. to have an organization and team and coaching staff that is going to help you develop hopefully as mm-hmm. much as your capacity is right like whether or not yeah. Kaminga wants to and it feels like so far is is it's just the perfect position for him to land to to become the best version of himself so yeah it's encouraging and you know it wasn't that long ago that we were having a conversation around the Celtics about oh man they're gonna have to trade Jalen Brown or something like it this was just this isn't working year. out it was, yeah it was in December and part of January where it was just like hey this isn't working yeah and it just goes to show, like the pers- like having a persistent, like steady front office, which both the Warriors and Celtics do, and then just hitting on the draft just a, a handful of times and a good- over the course of several years. It, and then having good ownership to back you up, and the coach does seem to matter a lot. They both have really good coaches. Yeah, yeah. Even switching from Brad Stevens to uh, Udoka. Yeah, you do. I never know. I know. Emmy, Emmy Yudoka. Yeah, I just said call him Emmy. Emmy. Yeah. See, don't even do that one. Right. He's awesome. Yeah, he's great. He seems to like get this Celtics team to play in a way that to play in an inspired way that Brad Stevens could never really get them to do, except for that one year in the Eastern Conference Finals, yeah. <laughs> that Kyrie year when Kyrie got hurt, and then that young team was uh, still playing. They so did. Well. That's what's. That is what's so hard about like. Obviously, as a Thunder fan, you want to make that connection. Be like, well, this is kind of a way the Thunder could draft, which is, you know, we've said this multiple times. But they they had these weird... This is why the Celtics don't feel the same, is they've had these seasons where they were in Eastern Conference Finals, and they were oh, yeah. really good going into it. And oh, yeah. It's, it's, it doesn't feel like it's... In, this roster does feel different, yeah. even though it is... 80% of the same players. Well, it was like the it was like the Isaiah Thomas team. It was that, never the, right, the it Isaiah was never it was never like the Jason Tatum Jalen Brown team. It was 
These guys are really young and they're, you know, alongside this veteran score. You know, it was Isaiah Thomas and then it was Kyrie Irving and then it was Kemba Walker. Mm -hmm. And they had Gordon Hayward and Al Horford in there and like mixed in whenever they were kind of like the guys on those teams and they could never get over the hump. But it's really all about Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Yeah. You know, when it comes down to it, that they nailed those two picks. And the misfortune that they've had in the in-between time, like you are you are insulated by making the right picks at the top of the draft. If you if you do it right, things can go very well. And this is where it's like encouraging. And if you can re-sign them. For Thunder fans, yeah. Yeah, it does. Without a doubt. The largest line of difference, obviously, is the fact that it's the Boston Celtics who – if they win win this finals, we'll have the most NBA championships of all teams and is yeah. in a giant Those giant market. I'm actually in the group of people that are like, stop counting the Bill Russell championships. Okay. I totally agree with that. When do you start? Uh, when basketball actually started and there were more than five teams in the league. Okay. So how important is it that we get this pick right? It's very important. important. Thunder. It, I think it's extremely important because I think they'll have one more shot after this year. To you, get it right. You can't have a Wiseman pick this And the, lu- the lucky thing for the Thunder is that they had Shea to start with and that you don't... I mean, just imagine if they didn't have Shea and they were starting the rebuild and, like, all we have is Josh right now. And you're not even 100% sure that Josh is, like, going to be one of these guys, you know? It's hard to do that, though, because, you know, like, the rebuild feels very different if Shea is not here. Oh. Right, like the the pressure on the timeline that so many Thunder fans feel is because Shea is here, right? Like he's starting a second contract this year. Uh, he's already at least a top level. You don't know if he's a superstar, or if he's just a star. You know, whatever you want to draw that difference in. But for me, is it's like honestly, the Thunder have hit. They've got at least two guys that were top ten picks. Yeah. Shea, I mean, no, Shea was drafted outside of it, but if you redraft yeah. it, he's in the top six of that draft or so. You look at Giddy, he's pretty clearly right where he was is the right place for him to be drafted in that draft. Mm-hmm. Then you go to Dort. Dort was an undrafted free agent, but I think we've redrafted or y'all have redrafted before, and he's top 20. Yeah. So yeah, they've hit on some of these guys, and it's hard because you go back to like, man, what if they could have hit differently on Baisley? That's the one. And was No, it was Poku was the maxi draft, right? Yeah. But we don't know anything about Poku, and Maxi doesn't. He would have made sense in the immediate, but we're looking long term with the Poku mm-hmm. guy. So, I think it's it's the Thunder. I think for a Thunder fan, you know, just speaking on behalf of that, I at least feel relatively confident in the steps we've already taken to be somewhat in that range. Yeah, like we've already hit two. Now, if mm-hmm. we hit three, whether it's Chet, Jabari, or Paolo, or Jaden Ivey. Stop, man. It can't be Jaden Ivey. Sam. Sammy. I would be very surprised if it was. I would be very, very surprised. It just doesn't make sense. Sammy. Yeah. Sammy. You look to the heavens. Remember. Like remember. Sammy. Right, remember, Sammy. Remember right after the All-Star break, whenever there was the whole who's going to handle the ball most of the time fiasco, where it was yeah. like, oh, Josh is now the point guard. One game. and and Shea is gonna be more off ball, and it's like, well, who's like, okay, so is Josh the primary ball? And like, we just had like all these questions. Imagine adding another primary ball handler, which is what Jaden Ivey was in college, by the way, and a guy that's gonna go top five in the draft. You think that guy's gonna come to the NBA and be like, you know what, time to move off ball. Got to find my role on I want to be John Morant, but the off-ball version yeah. of... No, no, you don't want to be the off-ball version of John Morant. You can't You can't want to be the alpha you know what that and then also is? move completely off the blah ball. Blah Morant. Exactly. <laughs> and what's, he does not want to be Blah Morant. No. And not to mention, like, if you continue on in that line of thinking, you're like, oh, and the guys that are the clear top three players in this draft are all three positional needs for your team. Yes, and your team is... It feels like you have set everything up and cleared the entire pathway yeah. for this one thing to happen where it's like, can we just get one of these three? And a, what a sweet deal. It's like, whoever the magic take, all right. Yeah. That's and then you fine. and then this you just still fit. And you're going to 
turn from that to take a guy who you're unsure as a Thunder fan all of last season if Josh and Shea will work. You're unsure about it. And then you're like, you know what? Let's throw another ball handler in there. Let's just see what happens. Classic Presty. You know? <laughs> Classic Presty. We're all thinking he's going to zig. And he's, he's going to zag. I just, I would be floored if they didn't take one of the bigs. I, even if they took Paulo, like, I wouldn't be that surprised. Just because having another creator makes some sense from that position. Like, and you can't acquire a player Although like, he hates like Oklahoma these guys. City. He hates it. It's just it's the it's the dumbest Twitter storyline ever. He said it's it. the was he in high school when dumbest. he said that? Was that video really? It was old? in 2020 that he said it we before the college season. We we're saying a lot. Of we are all saying a lot of stuff on Zoom. It, exactly, yeah. and he. That's a good point. Don't don't. Of course, point. he hates the Thunder. He was a six-year-old boy, and his team. He didn't know what was going on. Do you think that he knew the nuances of what was going on with Clay Bennett? He just knew that a team, a city, took his basketball team. And if, I mean, if you're a six year old, like you just love basketball. I'm sure he just loved playing basketball. Mm-hmm. And then the team that was in his city gets taken. And it was by, well, who took the team? Oklahoma City? The Thunder? Why would he like them? So why would they draft him? Yeah. It doesn't. <laughs> good job, Luke. It, good questions. They wouldn't. Exactly. They may, they probably won't. Well, actually, you know what they should do? Draft him, and ruin, and never play him, ruin his career for the things he said. Yeah, just throw that spite. Throw that second pick in the trash. Spite. If Sam spite thinks, pick. If Sam thinks that Paolo Boncaro is the best player in the draft, he will take Paolo Boncaro with the second pick. Out of spite and ruin. His well, career. and that's also the argument people might make for. Uh, Jaden use of that pick. Jayden I just Hardy don't. I, I just have a hard time believing that Jaden Ivey is the best player in this draft. I, yeah, I think you're right, and most I think people. Everybody I think people are overthinking it. I think people are. I, I just. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing a whole lot of that. I'm seeing a whole lot of chat. A lot of chat. A lot of chat. I just think you're just in like deep ninety. You're deep. Like you're comment. way too deep. I'm seeing people, like ninety percent chat. I'm seeing like it's probably like, well, yeah. Thunder fans. Is. Thunder fans. It's probably seventy yeah. percent chat. 30% Jabari, 0% Ivy or Paolo. Yeah. yeah. Like every draft. Like you look at the NBA.com who takes and makes like a cumulative draft. It's Chet. Yeah. Which I would be it, awesome. I think it's going to be Chet. I just think it's going to be Chet. Unless I, Orlando takes him, obviously. Yeah, I think it's going to be Chet. And I think if the Thunder really want him, they'll trade, make a trade with Orlando. Oh, really? For the, for the first pick, yes. I think a lot of this like posturing wow. right now. Just an unprotected first in 2023 for this. If 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 anybody stop. If anybody Jeez. I don't even know what I was going to say now. I'm just I, completely no. thrown off. But that would be anybody. that's what I mean, that's what Boston and Philly did. If anybody. And if it anybody. ended up being whoever, Romeo Langford or something. I don't yeah. know. If anybody. If anybody. If anybody. I don't know. I'm excited about Chet. It's going to be tight. It's gonna be tight. Tight. He's on muscle watch too, man. Have we talked about our our, our draft party yet? Everyone's gotta go. We gotta go. Have we talked about it yet? No. It's no. June it's June twenty third. Draft the night of the draft. It's from six to ten at Fassler Hall. Everyone must go. Less than three weeks from now. Everyone be there. And last year, you may remember, you got there and you were waiting in a line for way too long and waiting for food for way too long. Don't worry. We got you. Don't worry, they're going to be staffed properly. We got you. Time. They know we're coming. Yeah, they understand. So this time they're so going to have both bars open. Party. The the bar, the shack that's outside of the open, kind of the main and it's going to be lively, uh, lively tap takeover. Full of beer. We are. There is going to be the uh, wait. What's it? Dream called? scenario. Dream scenario. Uh huh. We're running that. low. Oh, you guys are. At down to I dunk people, you. you guys I'm are doing a really good it. job of buying Dream Scenario. Mm-hmm. You gotta come get it. <laughs> I have so many beers of those. I haven't drank them. They're for Jay, and he won't come pick them up. I'm so sorry. Wait, what? I have. I oh, have, you have Jays. I have Jays, yeah. just, and I've. I have five of them. I used it was to, six. It was. Six. Wow, <laughs> one exploded. <laughs> one horrible accident. Yeah. I don't really want to talk to it. It's too fresh. Anyways, be don't there. Talk to beer. Be that you don't want to be at home the night of the draft. No, you don't. 
if there's like a big trade or if there's something that's happening, you don't want to sit at home by yourself. You don't want to have to explain to your wife and kids why it's so cool that they traded up for the eighth pick yeah, and who they took. Them. They're going to look at you with such a blank stare and just be like, yeah, that's great, honey. I'm really happy for you. And then you're going to have to go do the dishes or, you know, finish your son's bagel bites or something. Like, just don't, just don't do it. Ooh, God, that We're also going to have a merch table. We are. We're gonna we're have gonna, two shirts available. We're gonna have we're gonna have pre-order. shirts mm-hmm. to pre-order, and then we're, you're gonna buy them. You are. You're gonna buy them. <laughs> you are gonna buy. So them. come ready. Do to we want to talk about what the shirts? Not are? yet. Okay, not yet. So they're very cool. You're gonna enjoy both of them. Twenty days from now, be there at Fassler Hall. In twenty days, or B Square. That's right. Be there or B Square. If anybody, but you want to be there because you, it, no matter where you sit. Even just come by yourself. A lot of people have made friends coming to these down to dunk events because uh-huh, you know they're going to have something in common with them. It's it's a community. It's it really I've is. I got so many friends now. Yeah, it's great. So Jay barely had any friends. Before. Jay didn't no, have any friends. I went, I went from three <laughs> to more three than right three here. to five. <laughs> wow, it's a big that's, jump. That's, that's almost a, a that's almost doubling your amount of friends. It's mm-hmm. a full hand. Yep. Depending on how strong the friendships may be, even tripling. Wow. Wow, that's true. Yeah. So many friends. <laughs> so many friends. All right, we will be right back after this quick break. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And we're back after that quick break. Dave John's back to a bigger in a Dave John's back to a bigger in a Hello, I'm Tayshawn. This is my victory dictory. You know, I want Tayshawn's factoid victory victory to get back to 
what it was named for, and what it's known for. Mm-hmm. Facts. Stone cold facts. Facts. So what we're going to do today is decide factually if a player has that dog in him. Okay. So I'm going to go through Factual dogs. All right. Factual dogs. I'm going to go through a player, and we decide, do they have that dog in him mm-hmm. or not? Mm-hmm. And these are players in the finals right now, okay. right? We're going to start with some easy ones. I'm going to throw in some, mm-hmm. some doozies. Mm-hmm. Ready? Steph. Dog. Dog. Uh, uh, mm, what are you? T- oh, shut uh, up. Dog. All right. Uh, Marcus Smart. Dog. dog. He got that dog in him. Yep. Jalen Brown. Um, no dog. He's got a puppy dog. Yeah, we could go half dog. Half dog. Half dog. Cat dog. Cat dog. Yes. Cat dog is half dog. That's good. Dog, no dog, cat dog. Okay. Otto Porter. Cat no dog. dog. Really? I he, say no dog. I don't know, man. He is. He, he did hit four four last night, wasn't he? From three? He, he ripped dog. the ball from Otto Porter. From Otto Porter. From he himself. is Otto Porter. From himself. He, he took is. the ball from himself. Jeez. He ripped the ball from Robert Williams. Like, I don't know. So Trey Mann. Oh. Trey did that from Jokic. 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 Okay. He's cat just, dog. It's always time. It's, I got to bring it back to the Thunder. We're a Thunder podcast. I'll give him the cat People dog. thought we were Boston. All right. We'll give him cat dog. Iggy. Dog. Dog. Okay. You don't get NBA. But does he still MVP have that dog. dog in him? Though I'm talking like he's right playing now and he's like once, 50. Once dog, always dog. All right, dog. Oh, tell him. That's right. Derek White. Dog. Dog. Yeah, yeah. He's got the Big dog. Big dog. I feel like dog has just really shown through here lately. The off-ball defense has, was unbelievable. What, Luke? Go ahead. Okay. I just have a thought. Clay Thompson. No, 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 dog. He's got the dog. No dog. Are you kidding me? Not everyone has that dog. Listen, in we'll get to. He's I would it. say out of the whole, out of the whole, everyone playing the finals right now, one player got that dog in him. <laughs> I take away all the rest. No dog. Only one that got that dog in him. Who? I don't know, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Okay. Because everyone else, because we're giving away dog way too much. But this is there you, have to, have a, you have to have a you uh, got to uh, have a pack. Uh, you got to have a pack uh, of dogs uh, dog uh, to get out there. to the finals. Wrong. Yeah, pack of dogs. You just need one, and there's just one that's there. Alpha dog. Alpha. See, dog. you can have an alpha dog. Every pack Wrong. of dogs has an alpha dog. Wrong, but only yeah, one. Is alpha, oh, that's what I'm about. You're not going to change my opinion. Draymond Green. Here's how Luke dog. argues. He just yells wrong at you. It's, it's good. He's a lawyer. That's very what effective do. in court. <laughs> only one out there got that dog in him, and it's none of these guys. All right. Well, we will see. Who okay. Luke Dubs dog. Uh, Jason Tatum dog. Nope. I mean, cat dog. if you watch, I, I would say he's definitely got that dog in it. You watch him last night, the defense that he played throughout the entire game as he just makes nothing. Mm-hmm. 13 assists, though. And he, but he, that's it. That's a part of he it is that he's, going. is that he's finding ways to win even when he's not scoring. I mean, they don't win that game if he just, if he takes 25 or 30 shots. They lose that game. Well, yeah, it was and game, his defense was really good. Was last game six, was game six against the Heat. It was exactly that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Dog. And that's a dog. Dog. He's got Draymond. Dog. dog. Alpha dog. Yeah. Alpha dog. Wiggins. No. Cat dog. He's cat say no dog. I say cat dog. I say no dog. Pure he was talent. no dog in Minnesota. Cat dog now in Golden State. Yeah. I don't know if that's just the dog culture of Golden State. It's what happens. It is. You can you can become dog. Okay. You can become dog. Like spirit of dog. Spirit dog. Okay, spirit dog. Auto Porter. We wait. <laughs> Are we going back? <laughs> or really? We're talking about the Wizards Auto Porter. Is he visiting there too? Al Horford. Al Horford got that <laughs> dog in him. He's the only one that got that dog in him. What a weird. He's the only one. What a weird. Nobody one. else got a, that dog in him. What a weird pick. Huh? Horford, it's funny, is I would not have actually. He's more of a cat dog. Sometimes he gets that look, but he gets that look know, and you know. Just yeah, in this he's playoffs, dog. he's been totally different. He's been like, he's very him good. And, he's was it him and Giannis that got into it a little bit. Dude, and then think about the, the Giannis then, suit. That's a dog. Only a dog can do that to Giannis. Arf! Arf! It's just a weird stand for Luke right now. It's it is not, weird. I'm there. I'm There's kind of like guys no that are like dog. definitive. Wrong. Like, more dog don't than let Al Luke, Horford. Don't Wrong. let Luke, you know, change the way you're thinking about Al Horford just because this is obnoxious. It, it's too late. It's already happened. Got the right. dog. Great. Now you made Andrew think he's no dog. Earth, earth. Or cat dog, which is 
really disrespectful. All right, Bob Myers. No, no, Bob dog. Myers. No dog. GM Bob Myers. Yeah, we're going off the grid a little bit over here. <laughs> I think he's got that dog in him. Really? Arf, arf. Okay. What about Grimace from McDonald's? He's got that dog in him. <laughs> What? I don't know. That's how you, that's I only how have you, four more names. Have We're I said this there. on the podcast before where my sixth grade year when I tried to stop just wearing sweatpants all the time and started trying to dress up? <laughs> I had a uh, I had a I had a purple outfit that I love. Like oh, purple no. shorts and a pur- purple shirt. Oh no, Jay. <laughs> you can actually see it in my sixth grade yearbook. And uh and my brothers called me Grimace. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, oh, that is, poor that's, Jay. That is really mean. That's what made the dog in me. That's, what, that's, that's when the dog, dog was born. That's actually who I was talking about. Man, Jeff Van Gundy, no dog, no dog, no dog, not even Stan? cat dog. Stan Van Gundy, dog. dog. Come on, guys. Jeff is just oh, he's just. There's I, nothing. I'm left. just. He's there's nothing. He's left. pure cat. I'm just yeah, pure cat. I'm exactly. done with yeah. Jeff and Gunny. I don't know why they think that him and Mark Jackson are like their premier. Like I would totally take Doris agree. Burke over them. I, there's all a lot day. of people that are. Don't white. worry because Doris Burke is on the list. Doris Burke, dog. He loves. <laughs> it's it's like the. Not everybody knows that Taylor has a. Obsession with Doris Burke. It's been for a long time. A long it time. Has. You still do? Yeah, I mean, she's just aging like a fine wine out there. Have you seen her commercial? Was it like a direct TV or what is it? I haven't. I'll put it, I'll add it to my YouTube playlist though. All right. Uh, Mark Jackson. Oh, he no probably dog. did actually or does, but. No, he, uh, he, yeah. dog in like the gross way when you call someone a dog. Yeah, wiener you know? dog. Yeah. Uh, Mike Breen. Straight dog. Let's just say they're still dog. out, man. They're just all, still out they're with just COVID. All dogs. No, they're all not. dogs go to heaven. They're all these. If everyone's a dog, no one's a dog. That's fine. That's my problem with this. All right. Well, we're done anyway. But there was. I'm glad we figured out factually if these people are no dogs, dogs, cat dogs, or cats, or spirit of dog. <laughs> spirit of dog. <laughs> <laughs> John's back toy bigger in mystery. Has talk of Morbius made it into your guys' timeline? Yes, I've seen it, but I you, don't. Have you seen Morbius the movie? It, I don't know what it is. It's a movie. It's a Spider-Man spin-off movie, but Spider-Man's not in it. I have seen. I think it's just stuff from you, though. Yeah. So. Morbius. This is how most things make yes. it into my timeline. So Morbius is a, is a Spider-Man spinoff movie. Spider-Man's not in it. It is bad, and I have not seen it, but uh-huh. I don't think anyone else has. They, it's gone like... People have been making fun of it on Twitter for like a month, yeah. I guess. Okay. Yeah. It is out of theaters because it did really bad. Oh, really? Yes. But it's gone so viral on people making fun of it on Twitter that they're putting it Back into oh, a thousand wow. theaters, like I think today. Wow. And it's going to make zero money <laughs> again when yeah. it goes back. It is so important that no one goes to see it and pays money to see this. But movie. I think now people are intrigued, right? Is that well, what the this thing is, is? The thing is, it's everyone's ironically been tweeting about Morbius. So now the algorithm thinks everyone's really excited about yeah, Morbius. I think that's right. So now they're getting all these stats from social and the internet like, oh my God, there's so much excitement about Morbius. We need to put it back in theaters. Not understanding it's a huge joke. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to see it. Do you want to see it? No, I don't want to see it. I just want to keep laughing about how bad it was. Did you read that list I sent you? <laughs> the Morbius yes. list of movies? I did listen, I did see that. Um, it's That was helpful. It's so important that no one goes to see it. And I've been saying, uh, I've been trying now to you're stay. Now you're generating a buzz right now. No, yeah. buzz to not see it. If you think you want to see it because, I, oh, it's been funny, don't do it. I want to see it. Don't. I want to see it now. You're not going to, though. You're not going to. Jared You're Leto. not going to waste a Watch, Jared Leto day. plays a vampire doctor. Who? Man, Jared Leto. Oh. Plays a vampire doctor. That sounds He's cool. a doctor who's plays a like vampire doctor. terminally ill You're and then goes and, and he puts a, by he, And he puts a vampire in him. Bats. You're talking me into this. 
Am I? <laughs> well, it should Actually, not. I heard a a Walmart worker talking about this yesterday. Hmm. Talking to talking uh, talking to, to a girl as he's stalking Coke. Talking about this. <laughs> what did he say? What like excited? This, this vampire thing. I didn't know what he was talking about, but the vampire thing. He's he was very excited about it. He also had horrible bo. Oh. <laughs> well, um, don't go see it, everyone. Make sure you don't. I don't want this to work for them. I don't want them to trick people and, and make money off of it. What was the plan here? Was the plan to make a Morbius movie and then Here's uh, the hopefully thing. he's a new villain? Here's in, the thing in that's so stupid. Sony owns the right to Spider-Man, so they have all his villains. But Spider-Man's now in the MCU, so they only really get to make movies about his villains. So they made Venom. Yeah. And then they made Morbius. Oh. And they just don't have good options. Like... Uh, like they're gonna make a Madam Web movie. Is that gonna do anything I've for never you guys? even heard of that. That's who they're gonna make, and they're making one uh, starring Bad Bunny, where he's like a professional wrestler superhero, and the the character that he's based on has been in two comic books. Hmm. It's gonna be it's really stupid. So I think they're just gonna lose money on all these, but I think it's dumb. Twitter questions. Questions and you ask them on Twitter. <laughs> now we answer them for you. I'm about to die. This is Twitter questions. <laughs> now let's get down to it. Oh no, Luke, you have talked somebody into it. Someone just a name in the chat said it's Morbin time. It's Morbin time is what started people making fun of it. <laughs> Someone said on Twitter, my favorite part of Morbius is when he says it's Morbin time. He does not say that in the movie. Somebody else has said <laughs> somebody else in the chat has already bought tickets. No. I uh, I'm telling you it would be better. You, you have just increased the ticket. I'm just telling you. Consumption. If they make a second a one, Morbius. it's going to happen in the second one. He's going to say it's Morbin time in the second one. <laughs> There's going to be a second one? No, but I bet there is now that it has like all this buzz. I think it's Morbin time. It's, just, morbid it's time. Morbin time. You just did it. No. Now I want to see it. I just bought tickets. I, I, just right I dare you to go see it. You and Luke will pay for your ticket, and then tell us what you think about it. You have to go see it by yourself, okay? And then tell us what you think and dress up. You have to also dress up what like do you Morbius. Dress up as? Like Morbius. Morbius. How do you dress up like Morbius? You can dress up be like a dress up like a dra- old doctor, like a Dracula or Dracula. Oh, man. You have to go and see it by yourself. It'll be a total. I would love you to waste your time. <laughs> okay. It's Mormon time. It's Mormon time. It's Mormon time. That's good, man. I kind of want to see it now. Oh, man. I will not pay for you to see <laughs> the it. The second version of it, the It's Mormon time version. <laughs> yeah, well, that will well, come out in two, uh, 2025. Uh, Taylor can send you the list. Of when I'll send you out. the list of the uh, plan for all the movie release. Yeah. Mm. Taylor, the sequels to Morbius, Taylor sent me a list. It goes one through 90 <laughs> of Morbius. And they're all in the next you like, it to all of 15 us. years. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's in our. It's, uh, it's one of those texts that I read for a second, and I was like, I don't know what they're talking about. Wow, let's fire through these, oh man. Hey, I actually have to leave. <laughs> I know. It's like let's fire through. Hey, them. the first one comes from Watkins B one five three one, who says, "What are your two early hot takes for the draft? The spicier, the better." You guys have any hot draft takes? The Thunder will only draft twice in the first round, and they'll both be in the top ten. Is that spicy? That's pretty spicy. They're both in the top ten. Taylor, you need to you need to engage. You need to you need to get off of the the Morbius train. M O R B is so funny. Morb and anything you do with Morb is just really funny to me. Okay, I can't read that list. It's too funny. Yeah. All right. Uh, what was the question? You have to give us a a hot take for the draft. Oh man, the spicier the better. Oof. I'll say this. The Thunder will have two top two picks. They'll go trade up and have one and two. That's very spicy. <laughs> wow. Well, that's uh-huh. out of this world. <laughs> uh-huh. It's Carolina Reaver right there, man. Yeah, that's unrealistic. All right. Fire through, oh, man. Okay, next tweet comes from at Schlobberknocker, who says... <laughs> 
I don't understand why Mitchell isn't being discussed in trade-up scenarios along with our 12th pick, whatever else is needed. Specifically Portland, they want to contrib- compete now and bring in multiple difference makers. Am I overvaluing him? Yes, you are. I wonder how many yeah other teams are this aware of how good Mitchich is. Every supposedly. team is. Every team knows who he is. He's just not worth a lottery pick. Yeah, but could you use twelve to get to I nine just, with I don't Mitchich? I just don't I don't think so. I think if you're a team that's drafting at nine or eight or seven, I mean okay, let's say the Thunder don't have Mitchich and they're trying to win and they have this they have the seventh pick. And the Spurs called them and said, "Hey, we have Mitchich and twelve to move up. Would you do, would you do that?" Uh, I just think the answer is no. I, I genuinely think, don't know anything about Mitchich other than what people say. I think the answer. I think it's just the answer is no. Yeah. I think maybe you could get a late first round pick for him. Could you move thirty in Mitchich for twenty two? I mean, maybe. Could you? You move could probably two do something like that. In Mitchich for one. <laughs> no. Okay. No. I think it's. I think it is way overvaluing him. He's 28 years old. We don't even know if he's. We don't even know for sure that he's going to be in the NBA next year. Mm-hmm. He's got to first commit to that, which he has flirted with the NBA for like six years now. He seems like he wants to go. He will come to the NBA if it's on the right team, and that's it. Yeah, I just. I just wouldn't. A, a team has to want him, and be willing to sign him. He's also not going to be cheap. Mm-hmm. So. You can't just expect to pay him like a million bucks for him to play here. I mean, he's the EuroLeague MVP. He's is a good player that's going to require a decent salary and all of that. I just don't. I just don't think he, you're going to be able to move up like that in the draft. I think if you want to move up from twelve, you're going to have to provide like some like legit draft capital or like Dort would be more valuable than him, just because we haven't seen him play. You know, we haven't seen him play in the NBA. Yeah. Next Twitter question from at Pepsi United. With the expected arrival of important options on offense in the upcoming draft, do you think Lou Dort has already reached his career high and season average of points per game, which would be 17 this past year? Do you think he will ever average more than that? I have a hard time believing that he would. I just don't think he's going to get the offensive opportunity for yeah, sure. Yeah, I just don't think it's going to be there, which is okay. I wouldn't completely rule it out just because you never know what is going to happen to a player and how they're going to develop. There's been undrafted second-round picks and guys that go in the late first round that you think have peaked. Like Everybody thought Jimmy Butler kind of peaked whenever it was like, oh, he's like a great 3-and-D guy. That's really you know awesome that the Bulls got him late in the draft, and, then, and now he – Looked like one of the best players in the world yeah. a week ago. So you just don't know. It is extremely likely, though, that 17 points per game is the most he'll ever yeah. average. Like I that is, a- it's like 90. I feel 90 percent sure. I'll leave like 10 percent of like who knows what Dort could be, but 90 percent he's just going to be three and D like corner three point shooter, defending the best guy in the perimeter whether that's with the Thunder or with another team, like that's what he'll be most likely. Taylor, this question's for you. From at mm. CZ Steel, what are the three things an international Oklahoma City fan should know about Oklahoma to understand the local context and culture? Huh. Um, we don't really, if you live in Oklahoma City, it's not very country-ish. If that makes sense, yeah. I think it's it is spread out and it's weird, but um, it's a city and we're city people, kind of. Yeah, it's not like, like suburb people. I guess. It is like a large suburb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's ac- very accurate because there's yeah. very few people that actually like live in the city. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, our city is the state is like a hundred years old. Oklahoma City, though has only been a good downtown and good city in the past 15 years, 10 to 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, all this is very, very new. Like we don't, <clears throat> we have good food now. Yeah. There's not a long history of like having the, the food and we are trying to build some kind of creative and artistic culture, but it's also new because our downtown just hasn't been a hub of 
for culture or art or creativity Com- community, ever. Really. For community ever. Yeah, the, I mean, the arts festival has been around for a very long time, but it has a whole new life in the last 10 years. Yeah, and Without I just, you know, culture is like this mixture of, it's one community, people living together, art, art being supported, and then food. How good the food is yep. and food being yeah. supported, yeah. and that's kind of it, right? Like, we didn't have... Machine Gun Kelly was here the other day, and the next day Glass Animals were here. And, like, we're getting these artists coming through Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. and we didn't even have that until the past no, five a, years, really. It was a lot of rock music and, like, 1980s Yeah, yeah. And just, like, having in, even, acts yeah, come through. Yes, and, co- I mean, even in college, like, the, the bands that we wanted to see would go to Tulsa. Right. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. know, Tulsa has... Canes and yeah. two great theaters up there for... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Oklahoma City is just now like catching up to to them. I would say like culturally, like we were were behind Tulsa, but yeah. I think that we're surpassing Tulsa. Just and honestly, like the Thunder is such a huge part of it, right. huge because businesses feel like they can be supported now. That it changed everything. That there is something downtown for. The, I mean, like I don't think that there's. I don't think either of the parks look like they do now. The Omni's not there. Like right. there's just so many things because there is a professional basketball team that has completely changed like the culture of Oklahoma City. Yep. You know, like Clay Bennett and his group have forever changed what this city like what the city's potential is and yes. like rapidly. Yeah. There well, is a downtown now. And yeah. you'll never I'll, I'll never forget when they went to the finals in twelve. Yeah. Yes. You had literally a hotel shortage. They could yeah. not yeah get enough rooms or at least nice rooms for the media that came in town. And it was like, a, it's still a running joke. You'll randomly hear about it. Nobody talks about the thunder right now, but you'll randomly hear about it. And since that run, which was only a decade ago, mm-hmm. the amount of hotels that are like high class hotels yeah. has, I mean, I can 10 times as many now oh, yeah. in downtown area. Yeah. There's like great hotels downtown. So that's why it's like you could almost use that that moment and say the last 10 years our entire city has transformed. Yeah. Yeah. It's new. Basically and the whole thing I'm saying is like all of this is new. Oklahoma City essentially is new. The it's new, a new city. yes, the culture of is we're still kind of figuring out who we are yeah. as like a culture today and you see it in our politics too we're still trying to figure that out and i think that that is the other thing that is a part of that i would say is that we have kind of that inferiority kind of complex like we're without a doubt we're super defensive of our city which you know most people really are but and part of that is because we know that it's not it's not all awesome right like there's a lot of things that work against us weather being one of them uh the airport is like I went from Oklahoma City to Denver about a month ago, and in Oklahoma City, it's like I they're literally shutting restaurants and bars down at 8 p.m., and yeah. nobody's there. Yeah. And you go to Denver, and it's like, oh, there's still as many people in the airport as there are in Oklahoma City. Well, sh- I mean, they sh- I've, I've been in – they'll shut places down and at 8 o'clock in Houston, too. They did not in Denver. Maybe it's just a Denver. I just was like the stark contrast. Denver's two so big. Denver's an international airport, yeah. and they have we improved. are a world airport. We are a world airport. They've improved the airport quite a bit. Oh yeah, it looks totally different. And they're doing a lot. We just it. are not as big as we want to be, and sometimes we feel like we are. Yeah, I don't. I would like to see the the difference in like tourism, our our tourist economy. Over the past 10, 15 years and yeah. kind of year. And there year. aren't a whole lot of attractions here other than like the bombing memorial. No, but I think it's becoming a city now where it's like people regionally are like, oh, let's just go. It's let's like go a- to Oklahoma like City. A- for like this. Austin. Yeah, let's became. go check it out. I think out. like Oklahoma City would like to be like culturally like what Austin yeah. is and, At has, least and, has, city. and has been for a while. Kansas City is probably more of a like the middle ground because Austin is such a unique cultural city. But yes, yeah. that's what they would like to be. Yeah. yeah. Getting there is going to be hard. I don't know that they can get there. Maybe in 20 years. But it has changed. Like, so just for an example, I graduated high school 22 years ago, and when I went to my senior prom, which is about 22 years ago, you literally, the that was the only time we went downtown. Yeah. The only time we went oh, downtown. Oh, yeah. And now it's like, we go downtown, 
to I'll eat go downtown three all the times time. Today. We go downtown on a Saturday, Saturday to go to the park yep. to hang out. Yep. Yeah. Like, that just wasn't a thing. No. And I know that sounds weird if you're not from here, but you just did not go downtown. There's no reason for to. a very specific reason. There's no yeah. reason to. Yeah. yeah. All right. This is our last Twitter question. Uh, it comes from at Oklabold. This is Andrew. So you're the, you're the cereal man. Cereal man. Do you tear open your cereal or do you use scissors? And I'll throw in a third option on my own. Or do you put it in a container? Uh, just I, I don't. I wouldn't call it tearing. I just open the bag. You, you don't just need scissors. Open the bag. No. Do you use scissors? No. I think scissors is psycho behavior. I mean, it's it probably probably somebody that really likes like crisp lines and doesn't like messing with things the key is is how do you make sure you fold it back up so it doesn't become stale we've just recently in the last year moved to containers for cereal really wow i don't know i don't know how i feel about that jay part of that is because my wife and i don't eat cereal my wife my wife we don't eat cereal at least not often yeah and so normally when the bags were open my son would open them and the way he opens things is real rough. <laughs> the top of the yes. box is just okay. like shredded. Yes, I get that. And so we just were like, let's just skip this and yeah. go straight to yeah. it, which is going to be hard because my son's going to be in college and be opening up bags like he is a Neanderthal. <laughs> you know? He does, too. He'll like get a bag of chips, and I'm like, what is wrong with you? Just like it's like ripped halfway down. Everything is that way. So yeah, but it's it's. I think that's why we went to containers. To be honest, so that's a as a logical reason to move to containers. Yeah, because now he just takes it out, pops the top, pours the cereal, move on. Yeah, and it tastes good. <laughs> uh, all right, Andrew. Anything you're miffed or peeved about? Oh, miff, 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 miffed and peeved. Oh, I'm not miffed and peeved. Are you missing peeved? Uh, no, actually, I'm on a I'm I'm bacheloring it this weekend. So oh, I was supposed to go to camp. My son's at camp uh, last night, today, and then through the weekend. And I was supposed to go with him. And yeah. then we had a, a funeral come up on Saturday, so I'm here in town. And so my wife had planned like we were going to be at camp. She's like, "Well, I'll go do a little girls trip somewhere." So yeah. her and a friend went to Dallas, and so I'm just by myself. So wow. last night it was. Morbius? Morbius. It's Mormon time. <laughs> it's uh, Mormon time. No, I just literally, like, it was so boring, but I just watched the NBA Finals. Actually, I went and saw Maverick at 4.50, oh. which was fantastic, and then I came home and just watched the Finals with my dogs. That sounds nice. Yeah, dude. It's kind of a perfect evening. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do tonight. <laughs> Go downtown, probably. <laughs> no, but not Miffed and Peeve, man. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out. This is, this is incredibly sad. Um, so bear with me. But um, my neighbor growing up was Brian Nix, who's a listener, and his brother Seth Nix. And their dad passed away this week. Oh, man. And so just all the condolences to them, prayers for them. Uh, it's really tough. But uh, his dad, Brian, I was texting with Brian, and he said that his dad was a down-to-dunk listener. In fact, it was the only podcast that he knew how to listen to. And that they would talk about episodes and stuff like that. And he would text him like after certain episodes and stuff like that. So, um, well, I his just, dad, his dad worked for, uh, I think Ford audio visual. Yeah. And so I ran into him a few times. He also was really active in a church yes. back when they were in high school. Yes. Um, I don't know if he worked there or just part of their leadership. So yeah, great man. And yeah. so I just want to give a shout out to the Knicks family, um, during this time, it's 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 incredibly tough, um, but we just know that we are uh, thinking about you guys, that we're praying for you guys, and um, you know we know that a lot of times we don't think about this podcast and how it can have an impact on relationships with people. And um, you know, Brian telling me that yesterday, I just thought that was um, I just thought that was really really neat that they're that people are able to bond. Over obviously the thunder, a lot of people bond over the thunder, but having us being like another link to that. Um, yeah, and I, it, since we're kind of in this mood, I also want to just acknowledge the fact uh, Penny from Tulsa mentioned in, in after last week is yeah. sometimes it feels like we do really appreciate being a space where we can 
give people the ability to kind of detach from reality. And we know what happened at Tulsa this week. It just is another in the long line of tragedies that makes us just, I mean, honestly leads us into some form of like a general depression for a majority of people. And so it's been a tough, uh, you know, we don't do that to ignore the reality, but as much as we realize that it is something that is helpful to be able to to find spaces to laugh and enjoy one another yes. in the community in the midst of that. So, yes. Tulsa people, we love you. And uh, all of our listeners, we love you. That's why we want to hang out with you on June 23rd. Yeah. Be there, June 23rd, Fassler yeah. Hall. It's a community. We love it. Yes. So be there. Don't Don't be at home by yourself. Don't do it. Or with people that don't understand what's happening with the draft. And just take your Friday off. Take Friday off. Who's to, who's to say you can't do that? Just hang out with us all night. You've got the PTO. You've got it. All right. We will talk to you guys again on Monday.